Welcome everyone to the Ovei Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur Daf Chavtet will begin on Daf Chavchet. I'm about the Mishnah on the bottom of the page. Shoshachim. Today's Daf is available. Anyone who'd like to support sponsoring today's wonderful Daf can speak to our wonderful Victor Zabag, who is very happily, anxiously awaiting a phone call from someone who would like to support and appreciates the value of the tremendous Torah of Masechi Yivamot. Says the Mishnah. Shoshachim, three brothers. Two of them married two sisters. Or a woman and a sister. Two brothers. Two brothers. Two three brothers. brothers. Two of them married two sisters. Or they married a mother and a daughter. Or they married a mother and a granddaughter. Or they married a mother and another granddaughter. Or If the two of them die... Two brothers died. Since two sisters or a mother and a daughter are falling in front of the other brother, we have Zika. Zika makes them achot kukato and nepatur. Okay? Rabbi Shimon Poter. Rabbi Shimon says they don't even need Chalita. He disagrees. He holds you don't even need Chalita. Okay, because this, we'll was one of the 15 ladies. Shimon married the sister of Rachel, Leah. Now, who was Shimon without kids? So what happens is, Levi asur ba, umutah bachuta. She can't, she's not allowed to do anything to her, but she's allowed to marry the sister, right? Isur mitzvah. If it's Isur mitzvah, which is a, it's like certain types of grandmothers. Okay, good. Let's see the Gemara. Which is a law that we've had before. Okay, Tanya, we learned the Gemara. Why does Shimon say you don't need Chalitza and Yibum in that case? Right? Says the Gemara, And a woman with her sister. Don't take her to that's where we said don't take a woman with a sister. We're talking about when they became tzarot. The pasuk is talking when they both became tzarot. Which means that According to Rabbi Shimon, there's an actual pasuk. When the pasuk tells you that your sister-in-law, your wife's sister, is asur on you, it says the word letzror. Tzror means, we're using the word tzror as a co-wife. And we're telling you, at a time when two sisters become like co-wives, yani, they both fall to yibum to you. They're not co-wives, they were ish, sister-in-laws. Ish, ish. But, but, but like co-wives in Zika situation. 
then he holds that you can't marry them. It doesn't work. And therefore, you don't need Chalitza. That's Rabbi Shimon. Right. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's Rabbi Shimon's Pasuk. Whereas Ahim don't agree with that Pasuk. I don't know what they do exactly with it. But they don't agree with that Litzor. And therefore, they'll say that you do need Chalitza. You can't do it, but you need Chalitza. Now, if one of them is a Surirva, then you can't marry her. Sister. Now, we know this law already. The same thing. Meaning, let's say only one of the. Let's say Reuven and Shimon marry Rachel and Leah. And then they both die without kids. And they fall in front of Levi. But it happens to be that Rachel is Levi's sister. Oh, okay. Then you can do Then, no, then you could do Yibum. You could do Yibum too, not the one who's not your sister. I got it. Good. Rambam says, "Hi, Noach. We know them. We know this already." Says, "Man, the Bishamon is We need for the Bishamon. Take it like the Mino Hoyel. The Amar Bishamon should have chayot lochol tzavamot. You might think that since the Bishamon says that you don't need chalitza or yibum, ligzor should have chayot dalma. You might think that since he says you need nothing, right?" We should make a gezera that the sister of your erva, you should not do yibum because we're afraid you won't do the other thing. You, you might do yibum the other time. Meaning, since Rabbi Shimon holds that when you have one sister, sorry, Rabbi Shimon holds that when you have two sisters, you don't need yibum. Two sisters, you don't need yibum. So, right, you might think that 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 maybe when you have one sister, you might not need. You might you might allow. No, you might say, "Oh, you don't need." But you do need it. But you do need it, right? And therefore, we, we might need a gazera. That's why we have the Mishnah telling you, "No, even so, we still don't make a gazera." Okay, so we come and teach you Rishi Okay. We said, if one of them is a the mitzvah, then you do both in chalitza and ibum. So it says, as says, two sisters don't do chalitza ibum. In other words, we're asking why does it, why does it say in the Mishnah, and it sounds like everyone's opinion, that if one of them is Isur Mitzvah or Isur Kedusha, they both need Chalitza and Naibum. I thought if two sisters are falling to someone guy, you don't need anything, right? He holds you don't need you don't need Chalitza Naibum. So here too, the two sisters they shouldn't need Chalitza Naibum. Why do I care that one's Isur Mitzvah? Oh, once you do mitzvah, we're gonna make you do chalitza. What do you do chalitza for? Rabbi Shimon doesn't. When two sisters fall without a yisur mitzvah, he tells you you're, you're off, you're done. Here too, two sisters are falling. So what? Once a yisur mitzvah, I still should. The fact that two sisters should make them not need anything. Maybe it's not like, like a not strong, uh, like a chain. So Rabbi Shimon says no. alma. We're worried that. If we allow you to get away with doing nothing here, okay, 
people are going to think the reason, they're not going to know the reason why we're letting you get away with nothing is because it's two sisters. They're going to think because, because it's Isu Mitzvah. So you only need, you don't, you don't need anything. And the next time there's Isu Mitzvah, without two sisters, you're going to say, oh, Isu Mitzvah, you're off. No, no Chalitza. But really, you do need Chalitza. And therefore, we make you do Chalitza here as a Gizirah because we're afraid that other people will, will learn from you. Because like, like over here, there's two reasons, right? One reason, the fact of two sisters, Rabbi Shimon says two sisters don't need anything. No chalitza. But the Yisur Mitzvah would need chalitza because yeah. Midorite doesn't do anything, right? So, but here you have, I, have, I have reason A. That would make you part of chalitza too. So why do I need chalitza for, for reason B? I don't need chalitza for reason A. That's enough. Mm-hmm. You're right, but we're afraid that if we allow you to get away because of reason A, the next time people have only reason B, they say, oh, last time we had reason B, uh, they didn't do Chalitza, because do it again. No, you don't realize that was two sisters. And therefore, in order to worry about that, so we, still make chalitza. we make Chalitza here also. You got it? Yeah. For the sake of no one learning from it. Because we're afraid that someone will see, will misunderstand the reason why you're not doing Chalitza. It's, it's really because they're two sisters, not because of Yisur Mitzvah. But when it's Yisur Mitzvah, it's, there's more reason to make a mistake. If there's no Yisur Mitzvah, well, then you get away with it. Because yeah. everyone will know it's two sisters. But if there's two reasons, we're worried people will misunderstand the reason. Says Gemara, that's good. Ha-tenach ihi. That makes sense. Why she needs Chalitza. Achota Asking women, there's two sisters falling in front of a guy for Yibu. One of them is Yisur Mitzvah. Right? Yeah. Now, Yisur Mitzvah normally needs Chalitza. Now it doesn't because it's two sisters. But, right? So we said, okay, make Chalitza. Right? Just to be, just so no one makes a mistake. Says, well, that makes sense for one of them. The one who's Yisur Mitzvah, you should need Chalitza. But the one who's not, the one who's just a sister but not Yisur Mitzvah, she was never married. That means the case that she, she would never marry. She was not. She's not a widow. No, she's a There's two sisters falling. Reuven and Shimon got married to two sisters, mm-hmm. and they're falling in front of Levi for Yibum. Okay. One of them is Yisur Mitzvah and Levi. Okay. The other one's not. Okay. okay. We said they both need Chalitza Yibum just in case. Why? Because we want people to learn from it. You got it. Good. Got it. Now we're asking. Now wait a second. I understand why the one who's Yisur Mitzvah needs Chalitza, because. Someone might learn from that. They say, "Oh, Mitzvah." But the one who's not Mitzvah, just the sister of one. Why does she need chalitza? No one's going to think that a girl who's not Isur on you doesn't need. Oh, Everyone will know that it's because she's a she's a sister. So, what is the second sister's case? She was she was a widow, or she both of them are widowed. Both of them are widowed. One is and one isn't. Well, they're both widowed. One is Isur on him for another reason because she's Isur Mitzvah, and one's not. So now the one who's Mitzvah, we're worried, welcome, Mike. We're worried that people will make a mistake. Uh-huh. But the one who's not, what are we worried about? Okay. No one's going to make a mistake on her. She's, not, she's just a regular widow. <laughs> she should not need Chalitza. You know, that's also Gizira. We're worried about the sister because of her Shumlata Dida. If we allow her without Chalitza, they might allow the sister without Chalitza. So it's double Gezerah. Yeah. Va'agave erva, 
Mara says, why are we doing this to the sister? That we make the sister do chalitza. Because we're worried about the other sister. Why don't we do the same thing when sister A is Isu? When sister A is Isu Mitzvah, we make Gizra. Why when sister A is Isu Erva, don't we make the same problem? We can get you in a second. Chavter Amalaf. Shani Erva de Migmar Gmiri Le'inchi. People know the Isu Erva. That's Batur. Kali, that's what people know about it. But here, there are people who don't know about it. Okay. Brand new Mishnah. You ready? Mr. Salman, are you ready for this? I just read the Mishnah on another page. Okay, well, no, we're in the next right Mishnah. Okay. Shloshahim. Hey, guys, screw on your thinking caps. Drink your coffee. Get your focus on. Let's go. This is Yevamot. This is not for the faint of heart. Okay? Shloshahim get three brothers. Okay? Shnaim Nisuim Lushdahayot. Two of them married two sisters. Again, the same case we've had many times. Reuben Shimon Levi. Reuben and Shimon are married to Rachel Leah. Gorgeous. Levi is not married at all. Okay? Chad Mufne. One is available. Okay? Met Echad Menechayot. If Reuben dies, he's Rachel's husband. Ve'asaba Mufna Maimar. And Levi goes over to Rachel. Doesn't do Bia, which would make him fully married to her. Rather, he does Ma'amar. Ma'amar is a Kedushin. He gave her a ring. And before he gets a chance to do the Bia, Metu Achivasheni Shimon dies. And now, he's got two ladies in front of him. Ruben's wife, he already did Ma'amar to. And Shimon's wife, he did nothing to. But they're two sisters. And now... Yes, and now he's got these two sisters. Well, normally when two sisters fall to you, you have two chalitza and not yibum. You already did a mamar on one. Okay, except for according to the Bishamon, where you need nothing, right? But here in this case, you have two sisters falling to you, and one is mamar, one is mamar fight, and one's not. Okay, says the Gemara. Bet Shammai Omrim. Bet Shammai says, Zusha Saba Mamar. This he says no, Ishto, which means Rachel, Imo stays with him. She's married. Vahalazu and Leah, who was married to Shimon. She's off. She doesn't need anything. You stick with Rachel, she's fully married to you, and Leah, so you don't need Chalitza, you don't need Boom. You're my wife's sister who needs nothing. Mm-hmm. That's Bet You have to give your wife a get. The one you give Kedushin, she needs a get. Uba Chalitza and Chalitza. Why get and Chalitza? She needs a get because she did Kedushin. She needs a Chalitza because she needs, she's waiting for Yibum. She doesn't have full Yibum. She needs to get to Chalitza. Ve'esh Dachiv and Leah, right, who is Shimon's wife, she goes out with Chalitza alone. And Zui Shawin, this is the famous case that the rabbis talk about where they say, Oilo al Hazit for his wife, Oilo al Eshdi Achiv, Hazit for his sister in law. 
He loses both girls in one shot. According to Beit Yilel, you can't stay with, the, with your wife who you gave Kedushin to. Because that wasn't a full Kedushin, and therefore, and now you have a sister here, and two sisters you can't marry. And you can't marry the sister-in-law either, and now you're losing both wives, so you have no wives. So the friend he was engaged, like, Kiddushin, where he gives the get? She's both. She's the get and Chalita. Well, can you remarry the first one? No, then the first one you can't marry. Leia, you, like, you can't marry either because because she, she was, she was there. You can marry losing both. That's Bet Yilel. Bet says, keep your wife. The other one needs nothing. So Bet Yilel, when, when you come out of the whole thing, you gave two Chalitas and one and one get. Mm-hmm. And according to Bet you gave no get and no Chalitas. Yeah. You see the difference? You must, I lost you. No, I, listen closely. According to Bet the man is giving no gets and no chalitas. The one he gave Ma'amar to is his wife. The one he didn't give Ma'amar to is his sister-in-law. He doesn't need, she doesn't need nothing. Fine. No gets, no chalitas. Bet says, wrong. Totally wrong. The one you gave a ring to... Bet is usually more stricter. Bet usually more lenient. The one you gave the ring to, she needs, you need to get out of that ring by giving a get. And you need to get out of the yibum situation by giving a chalitza to her. Okay. And the one who you gave oh, not nothing to, right? needs chalitza. So she, he's giving two chalitzas and one get. While his, according, if you walked into the bet, if out. you walked into the bet Shemai Betin, you're giving no gets and no chalitzas. Good? Okay, let's go further. Welcome, Mr. Benjamin. You good? You everything okay? Yeah. Thinking about Israel? Let's go. <laughs> Says the Gemara. Zuhi the mai. When when Bet Hillel says, "Oh, this is the case where they say Hazit for his wife and Hazit for his sister-in-law," right? <laughs> now, whenever you see the Gemara, the Mishnah say, "This is the case." It sounds like there was another case that you were to thunk. It's also a case like that. And we're not, that's not the one we're talking about. <coughs> what was the other one? That's not it. You hear the question? You said, oh, this is the case where Hazik for his wife was in. What's the other case that you might have thunk? Not this one. It's not this one. It says the Gemara. It's coming to the Bishua's case. The law of the we don't go like a Bishua. Either we go like a Gamaliel or like a Bishua's so there's a case of Yeshua, mm-hmm. where you would have, according to Yeshua, it's also Hazit for his wife, Hazit for the sister-in-law. But we don't go like Yeshua, we go like either Rabban Gamaliel or Rabbi Eliezer. Now, what's this case? You ready for the case? Mm-hmm. Again, this is another case where if you go like Yeshua, it's Hazit for the wife, Hazit for this. But if we don't go like that, and our Mishnah is telling you we go like Rabban Gamaliel, where it's not so Hazit. We're going to explain each one now. You ready? Okay. So Yeshua case is like this. You have Reuben and Shimon are brothers. And they marry Rachel and Leah, who are sisters. Reuben marries Rachel, right? Yes. And Shimon marries Leah. But he only marries her, because Maima. Because Leah was a sister. But she was only 11 years old, and she was, her father had died, and she was married by the mother. So Leah is only married as a Kiddushin de Rabbanan, whereas Ruvain is married to Rachel full on. Mm-hmm. Okay? 
Now what happens? Ruin dies, who is fully married. And Rachel falls in front of Shimon to for Yibum. Now, Shimon really can't do Yibum because he's married Midrabanan to the sister. And he can't get out. We can't say, okay, well, he doesn't need, he doesn't need to get either. Usually, when your wife's sister falls in front of you, you don't need to give her chalitza either because it's your wife's sister. But here, it's not really your wife's sister because you only married her, but you weren't married your right to your wife. And therefore, you can't just tell Rachel, Alamak, you don't need to get your chalitza because she needs a chalitza. Because in the Torah eyes, no, in the Torah eyes, you're not married to the sister, and therefore she's your Yibam. And who is this girl? The, the, the girl who you're living in the house with, there's nobody in the Torah eyes, right? And therefore, your brother died. She, he was regularly married. Do, do you, the Torah is saying, do Yibam. And the Ramadan is saying, hey, that's your sister in law, right? Cambridge is right. So therefore, Rabbi Shua says that Shimon has to divorce his wife, Leah. And Rabbi Shimon says, that's Rabbi Shimon says, and he also says, you have to do chalitza to Rachel. The one that you were with. No. Again. His Rachel is his sister-in-law, fully married to his brother. Leah is his little, Lamed Leah, little, is the little girl who he married when the mother died. The little orphan Leah. Okay? The sister-in-law dies. Rabbi Shimon says, listen, you're in trouble. You're a hazit for you, and Hazit for the sister-in-law. Why? Because when it comes to your sister-in-law, we're not letting you do, do Yibum. You don't have to do Chalitza. Because you're not you're married to the sister. And when it comes to your wife, we're going to make you do a get. Wow. You're out of everything. You lost everything. That's horrible. <coughs> so according to be sure, that's the woe for him, woe for his wife. Right? Now, why do we make you give a get? Because. Why don't they wait? Why don't they ask? Don't wait till the girl so she turns 12. Um. Oh, you can see what other people say. Hold on a second. Why does he do that? Well, once he di- the other things. Why once he divorced Leah? Why can't he just marry Rachel? Answer is no, because she's achot kedushato, the wife of your divorce. You're not allowed to do another one. And also, you can't do chalitz if you do chalitza first, right? Then you have to you have to divorce Leah because she's the wife of your chalitza, which you're not allowed to marry. So therefore, you're in trouble. That's according to Rabbi Shua. To love Dina, we don't go like them. We go like Rabbi Gamliel. Rabbi Gamliel says. That if you did mi'un, if le, if we if le'ah does mi'un, which means she refuses you, then you can do you do yibum on the sister. So you don't have to lose both. Yes, that you wait till she's twelve. And, and then her, have her decide to do mi'un, and then it's fine. And Rabbi Lezer says that we teach le'ah to do mi'un, and then you do yibum. Okay, that we make le'ah do yibum. 
Okay. It's, it's all the girl on the desat. No, because when you do mi'un, when when the when the girl who's under twelve does mi'un, it retroactively removes the, the kedushin from ever having happened, and that will allow you to do yibum on 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 Rachel. Okay, but either way, so our Mishnah, which says that the case of Betilel is the woe is on the sister, woe is on the is coming to exclude Rabbi Yeshua to show you that we go like the other two rabbis who have a way out where it's not a double woe. Only problem in this case, if the girl is like eight years old, you know, she has to wait four years. It, it could be she could do Mi'un on her own, even earlier. Earlier. Oh, let's see. But it's a good question. Okay, I'm going to be Elazar. Okay, now we said in, in the in, in the Mishnah something interesting about Bet Shemai. Bet Shemai had said that if you did Ma'amar to one girl, and then the other girl fell for Yibum, he said you didn't need The Ma'amar knocks off the other girl. Right. Remember we said that. You know what I'm talking about. One more time. Let's restart the whole thing. Ruvain and Shimon, okay, are married to Rachel and Leah. Okay, now Ruvain dies without kids. Levi comes and says, "Oh, I can't believe my brother died. I have to do something. You know what? I'm going to start with a kedushin, and soon I'll do a beer. Gives her a ring. Rachel's getting excited. She's going to be soon married to Levi, right?" As they're getting the wedding preparations, they hear the news of the tragedy. Shimon is dead. Uh-oh. Shimon is dead. Let's go into the Bet Shemai's Betim. Bet Shemai. Hi, how are you? Uh, we got problems over here. What's the problem? We did Ma'amar, which is only a condition that doesn't get you fully married. Uh, and, I mean, whatever, that's what we thought it does. And now, Shimon, now Shimon's wife is also here. Here's Leah. She's waiting for Yibum. Tell Leah she doesn't need Chalitzah. She doesn't need Yibum. She go marry somebody else. Why? Because her sister is already married to you, and when your sister, when you're married to one sister, you can't marry the other one. So therefore, you don't she need off anything. She off talk completely. That's bet Shemai's rule. It sounds like kedushin works fully according to bet Shemai. That's the Gemara's going to analyze. Okay, says the Gemara. You understand now? Yeah. Good. Where are we? Inside? We're inside the Gemara. We are about five lines. Five lines at the bottom. Okay, Amar Rabbi Elazar, see it? Let's run on Amar Rabbi. Amar Rabbi Elazar, Lo Tema Mamal Bet Shemai Kone Kinyan Gamor. Don't say that Bet Shemai means that the kedushin works fully, which is exactly what Victor just said. Victor just said, "Oh, that means that the kedushin worked fully," which is what it sounded like. So the Amar is telling you, "No, no, no." Rabbi Elazar is saying, "No, don't say that. It doesn't doesn't fully work. What does it do?" Don't make it like it's fully, fully, because if you say she's fully, fully married, then let's say Levi has second thoughts. And he says, what? I didn't realize. No wonder why my brother died. This girl's a shrew. She's a terrible girl. I'd like to divorce her. Does she need divorce only? Or she needs divorce in Chalitza? If you're fully, fully married, you need only divorce. If you're only partially married, you'll need a divorce for the Kedushin and a Chalitza for the fact that you still Yibum. So, you follow what I'm saying? The Chalitza goes on the second wife or on the first? On the, no, forget the second wife. Okay, so she needs both. 
Yes. Let, let, let's say a regular case where there's no Shimon. Okay? okay. It's just Ruvain and Levi. Okay? Mm-hmm. Ruvain is married to Rachel, dies without kids. Mm-hmm. Levi goes and gives Rachel a ring. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, Levi has second thoughts. He doesn't want anything to do with the, the girl. And he, now, he goes to the rabbi and says, how do I get rid of this girl? Are they going to say, if she's fully, fully married, like a regular wife, just a get. You don't need chalitza. But if she's only married-ish, then you'll need a get for the kiddushin, and a chalitza, because she's still chalitza, she's still your yevama. So, says this rabbi, don't tell me that because Bet Shammai says that you don't need to mess with Leah, Shimon's wife who falls to you, don't tell me that means that you're fully, fully married so much so that you only need to get. Again, don't say that the fact that Shimon's wife needs nothing, according to Bet Shammai, yeah. is indicative that Ruvain, Ruvain's wife, who already got a ring from you, is so fully married that she only needs to get. You would... One more, one more time. It's not so hard. You're going to get it. Okay? Bet Shammai in our Mishnah had said nothing about how to get rid of Rachel, who you, who you gave a ring to. Correct. All he said was that Leah... She's free. She's free fully. Yeah. But you would have thunk... Why is Leah free fully? Because Probably because I'm fully, fully married. And if so, then when I do want to get rid of Rachel, she would need to get. She would only need to get. And not Khalidza. Right. Good. Don't say that. It's not true. It's a There's a different thing. Watch. What should you say? You with me? Yeah. Let's read inside. Low Tamar, don't say Ma'amar Don't say that Ma'amar, which is the ring. According to Beit Shemai, Konek Kenyan Gemur makes you fully fully married. Di'ibai la'afuke, that if you want to get rid of Leia, of Rachel, sagi le'begad, it's enough to have only a get without a chalitza. No, don't say that. Ela, rather, ma'amal Beit Shemai, eno koneh, does not koneh, and you need a chalitza. Ela litchot et tzarah bilvad. It only works to push off Leia, but not to fully marry you to Rachel. Okay. Good. Now, the Gemara is going to say, I'm going to be a bean. He says, not only is that thing true that you're not fully married, I can prove it from another case. Watch this. He says, there's an interesting case over here where you have two brothers married to two sisters, same thing, and they died. And now the two sisters are falling in front of two other brothers. And we said...
Very simple case. Okay. Ruben Shimon, Ruben Shimon married to Rachalea, and Levi and Yehuda are other brothers. Okay. Ruben Shimon died without kids. Rachel and Leah fall in front of Levi and Yehuda. We tell them both, oh, the two sisters following you, they do both in Chalitza. Levi and Yehuda, don't listen. One marries one, one marries the other one. What do we do now? Do we make them divorce? No, it's not. Bet says, full, no, Yibum, full, 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 full marriage. Bet says, keep your wives. Right? Right? So it sounds like, now, if Bet says, hold on. Right. But he says, but, but, since, but he says, you can, if you did it, you could keep him. But it sounds like only if you did it. But it sounds like there's no way to do it. If, if Levin would ask us, what should we do? It sounds like there's no way to do it. Now, pay attention. If you want to claim that when you give a ring, it makes you fully, fully married. <coughs> right? That Betchamai was saying that you're fully, fully married. Then why would Betchamai say that in this case of Levi and Yehuda, only if you married them, like a renegade, you marry them, that's when you could keep them. But there's no way to actually marry them legally. It's not true. Just let each one do ma'amar. Ma'amar makes you fully married. And then you can, then you can keep them. So you see that ma'amar doesn't do it. Because if ma'amar would do it, there'd be a way to do it. To get out of this and let you get fully married straight. Well, says, oh yeah. Well, now on the top of Haftet. I'm a bet. Elamai. So what are you going to say happens? Docheh dichia You want to say it pushes you off fully. Even if you say that Bet Shemai says that the Ma'amar has the power only to push off the other wife fully, but not to get you fully married, then still, still we have a way to do it. Let one do Ma'amar and push off the Zika of the other one. I mean, let Levi do Ma'amar to Rachel and push off uh, Levi Push off Leia Zika, right? Vizeya said, and let Ruben do Ba'amar to Leia and push off the other one. And then once you push it off, then you should be able to marry them. What are you going to say? Ma'amar only works well when you're doing it in a Mutar way, not in an Asur way. Meaning, Ma'amar works when there's only one brother. And there's only one Yavah. That works to push off the other one, right? But Ma'amar, in this case, where there's two brothers going against the rules, Ma'amar, in that work case, doesn't push off the other Zika. That's what you can answer me to get out of this problem. Why, why did the Gemara say to do this, right? Disura Lodachi. Hakanami. So too we can say, I can give the same answer over here. The reason why we didn't really, I could tell you that Ma'amar works fully. Right? And the reason why we didn't tell you in this case to do Ma'amar to get it fully done is because Ma'amar only works when you're doing it legally and not when you're doing illegal Ma'amar. And since with the two brothers you were supposed to do 
when the two brothers fell to you, you were supposed to do chalitza, and you mimered it. So we tell you that illegal mimers don't work. But, what, but, but the same way you're going to get out of the problem by saying illegal mimers don't push off the other brother fully, I can tell you, okay, illegal mimers don't fully get fully marry you, but really it's a fully marriage. So you're in, you're, that, that proof you have from that story is not a proof. So we're back to the same question. Rav Ashi Matni Hachi. Ravashi says, like this. Rabbi Azar says, don't tell me that Ma'amar pushes off completely. This is a new new way to version. In the last version we said of of Rabbi Azar, Rabbi Azar had said. Sorry. That Ma'amar doesn't kone kinyan gamur. Okay? That was a, that version 8. This is a new version. Forget, we're leaving that version. There's nothing wrong with that version. We try to bring a proof for it, but we didn't act off the proof. So we don't have a proof, but that's the version A. Good. According to Ashi, this is version B of the statement. Okay? Don't tell me Ma'amar pushes off completely. Because the fact that Pechamai had said that. The, the, the sister needs nothing. It sounds like it pushes off. The other one, my mind pushes off completely. And you might think it pushes off so much that Salata Chalitza Nami Lobai. That the co wife, not the co wife, but the co sister who's falling for you, boom, doesn't need Chalitza also. Ela Doche Umeshayerhu. But she needs the Chalitza. He's saying, according to this, the Ma'amar, in the mission that we say clearly, hold on. Oh, according to this version, yes, it's true that you could stick with the girl you gave Ma'amar to, but the second girl who falls to you needs Chalitza. She's not fully off the hook. Bet Shemai is saying that you could keep your wife. Bet Shemai was saying, every, it, it, this is a new version. When I explained the Mishnah to you, I told you that if you, if you knock on Bet Shemai's door, you're getting no Chalitzas, no Yibums. If you knock on Bet Shemai's door, you're getting two Chalitzas and one Get. Right? Remember that or no? According to this new version, Rebelez is saying, no, Bet Shemai is saying, that if you knock on Bet Shemai's door, the lenient door, you're still getting one chalitza. The new girl is going to need a chalitza. The girl you married, you could keep. But the other one, you need a chalitza. So that means that the, that the maimar worked to keep your wife. Okay, let me, let me. It didn't work. To but it didn't work to get... Or to, for the yibum on the other one. Correct. So the maimar works a little. This is... There's a new version of Bet Shemai. version. There's the new version. The original Rebelezer version of Bet Shemai. That was what we said before. And now there's the new Rebelezer version of Bet Shemai, which is that Bet Shemai is not so lenient. He's lenient. Bet Shemai is telling you two chalitzas and a get. Bet Shemai 
and, and that, that's the case of woe for my wife, woe for my sister. Let's bet, let's bet, if you're not going to bet Hillel's daughter, ask the problem. He's telling you a woe, woe, woe. Okay? He's the stricter one. Bet Shemai is lenient, but according to this new version, Bet Shemai is lenient. Yes, you can keep the one that you gave the, the ring to. But, but the could, other one needs a chalitza. On, and only a chalitza. Only chalitza. Okay. No, no, you boom, of course not. You boom, what do you mean? I'm married to the other one. Yeah. Okay. Um. It pushes off that you're allowed to continue marrying your girl. But it leaves a little zika. So it's an interesting thing. The ring pushes off the problem of the sister that lets you continue marrying the other sister. But it leaves a little that you need to do chalitza. So now on this, Rabbi Yabin said, Guess what? I knew that already. I could show you from a brighter. Why? It says Bet Shemai says Kaimu. In that case, that where, where where the two renegade brothers married the two sisters, they weren't supposed to, right? Bet Shemai says you could keep them. That means you could keep them if you did it, but you can't do it. And if you hold Ma'amar, the Bet Shemai pushes off completely. Let each one do Ma'amar, and this one do Ma'amar, and we'll let you do it. So you see that that law is true. Because if Ma'amar pushes off completely, then we can let them do Ma'amar, push off the other one. This one do Ma'amar, push off the other one, let them go get married. It says, Bet Shemai says that the wife of the, of the Abam keeps him. You could do Ma'amar. You always do Ma'amar to a widow. Ma'amar means you go to your widow oh. and you give her the thing, right? Ma'amar is a Kiddushin? Ma'amar is a Kiddushin on a widow. On a widow. On a widow who fell to you for boom. Okay. Now, when we said that the other girl goes out free to the shuk, right? What are we talking about, right? Which means This is talking about that um, the achot isha she's going for achot isha rather Yavama who's fully fit for yibum she's also fit for, for partial which means she could do ma'amar and therefore the ma'amar could push off the other one that's why when the other brother does ma'amar it could push off the other one. But Yavah, who's not fit for all, you can't fully marry her, she's only good for Chalitza, then the mama of her won't push off the other sister. That's why when the two Yavamim fall in front of two brothers, where you can only do Yibum, you can't get away with Maimar. Which means that when two brothers fall, since you can't marry both of them, the Maimar can't push off the other one. 
right? But when one brother falls, that maimer could push off the other thing. There's a difference between a two-brother maimer and a one-brother maimer. A one-brother maimer, that maimer is powerful. Two but a two-brother maimer, since you can't marry them, it's not so powerful, and that's why it doesn't do anything. So the only case where this works is when you do a maimer and then the other one dies, that's it. Right. Good. Now, here's you know, a new question. Let's, go, let's get this clear, okay? By you, Rabbi, this, this, we should really go to the end of the page quickly. Rabbi asked the question. There's two levels of Kiddushin, of marriage. One is Kiddushin, and one is Nisuin. Kiddushin is, when you, in, in a regular marriage, when you, gave your, you all, when you gave your wife the ring, she was Kiddushinified, and when you took her under the chupa, she became Nisuinified. Either took her under the chupa, or, or if you take something, say the Yichud room, you go to the Yichud room, that makes her fully married. But it's chupa, and ring, Kiddushin. Now we want to know, when you do Maimar, which means when you give a ring to a girl who's a Yivama, the brother, person's brother dies without kids, and he gives his sister-in-law a ring, which is Kiddushin to Rabbon, does it make you married to Kiddushin status, or makes you married to Nisuin status, fully married status? Now, I'm going to buy the so I ask Rabbah, what are you asking about? Are you asking, is she fully married that she could inherit him? So, that he could inherit her? Let's say she died after Maimar. Are you asking that if a woman dies after Maimar, does the husband get her money? Okay. All the Tamil, let's say a woman died after Maimar. Can the Cohen husband go to the wedding, go to the funeral? Okay. All the or can the or if a woman makes a, a neder after Maimar, can the husband knock it off? Because the rule is the husband can knock off any, any neder of his wife. Is he called the husband that he can knock off a thing after Maimar? Are those the three questions that you're asking me? Because you're asking me if it's Nisuin or, or Kedushin. Are you asking those three questions? Hashta arusa be'alma, even a regular arusa. Tani Rebchir, Rebchir says, Ishto arusa, lo onen, lo metamema, he doesn't become onen, and he can't go to the funeral. Right? Right? Meta, if she dies, in Yorsha, metu, go back to So if, if a regular Kedushin doesn't work, You want to do the Maimar, of course it doesn't work. Right? Must be the question wasn't about whether you could get these benefits, because of course you don't. The question was, do you need, after that, do you need to go to the Chupa? Which means like this. Normally, every regular woman, when you marry her, she needs to agree twice. She has to agree to take the ring, and she has to agree to go into the Yichudu. Those two agreeings make you fully married. Okay. If a guy just, she, let's say she just agrees to the ring, and then instead of agreeing to go to the Yichud room, he forces her to have, have relations with him. Okay? Mm-hmm. But she didn't agree. Not married. Because she didn't go to the Chupah. She didn't agree to go to the Chupah. Mm-hmm. Not fully married. She's only Kedushin married, but she's not fully married. She needs to get to the Kedushin, but she's not fully married. And he, he, does not, he doesn't inherit her. Okay? Now, we want to know, when the guy gave this, his sister-in-law the ring for Maimar, 
does that make it that now she still needs to go to a chupa? Or do we say, no, once you, she's a Yivama, now you can just have relations forcibly and you can be fully married. Got it? Nisuin or so. It doesn't make a Nisuin and then you can just have relations. It works. Maybe it just makes, makes you Erusin. She still needs to agree to go to Chupa. So Abaya answered. If the guy didn't do Mamar, if he didn't give, the, give her the ring, the Pasuk says, which, does, which means that it works even by the If the guy would just have relations against her will, a Yivama works. Right? So if before she got the ring, Via would work without a will. Not for sure it would. Right? If he gave her a ring, it can't get worse. Right? Of course it should still work. Amala. So Rabbah told him back, no. In, yes. If I would say no, it would work like this. It would say that once I give my wife a ring, she stops being a Yivama, and she starts being a regular Kedushin girl, and therefore she'll need Mesina Lechupa. Or do we say no? She still keeps that, that character. You could have relations. You have two words, two sides? Good. Tashma. So again, we're trying to bring a proof whether or not you need a chupa afterwards. Tashma, bring a proof. Shomerit Yabam, a guy who's a Shomerit Yabam, he's waiting for Yibum with his wife, right, with uh, Ruvain's wife. Ben Yabam Echad, Ben Shemim, whether it's Ruvain had one, one dead brother or two dead brothers. Rezumen, Yafer. Rezumen says, so again, there's two cases, either Ruvain and Shimon dying with wives, or only Ruvain dying with wives. And let's say one of these girls makes it a swear. I swear I won't eat meat anymore. Now a husband could get rid of that swear in a second. He hears about it. Oh, I heard, I don't like that thing. Off. And she doesn't have to, she can eat meat the next day. It's fine. Well, I swore. I got rid of it. Husband, the day, the day he hears. The question is, these girls, if they make a promise like that, he's not married to them yet. He's just waiting to do evil. Can the Brother-in-law, knock off the nether. I don't think so. Okay. And, and, and if it works, does it work by, there's a difference between one brother or two brothers. Okay. If two brothers die, then it's different than one brother dying. Okay, let's see what happens. Rebbe says, that's only if there's one, but not for two. Which means, if there's two brothers, then you can't do it. If there's only one brother dying, and there's only one guy to marry her, so he's, he has to marry her, then you could do it. But if there's two, and you don't know which one you're going to marry, then, then it's not strong, and you can't knock off a thing. That's what we're sure. That's what we're saying. Rabbi Kiva says, I'm not sorry, Rabbi Kiva says, you could do both. Rabbi Shua says one, not two. And Rabbi Kiva says, you, you need this? It's not, it's not you, it's mine. It's not you. Oh, it's not me? No. Nobody called me. No, it's someone else. One of my two phones. It's one of your two phones, got it. Yeah. <laughs> Rabbi Kiva says, not one and not two. So again, there's three opinions. One rabbi says, you can do both. Rabbi Yeshua says, Rabbi Lez says, do both. Rabbi Yeshua says, one, not two. Rabbi Kiva says, none. Okay? Now, let's, let's understand why. 
Ravino, let's listen. Bishlam Rebbe Kiva. Rebbe Kiva says none. Why is he none? Savat and Zika. He holds, there's no Zika. It doesn't connect you. Zika is, is the chains. There's no chains. And therefore, what connection do I have with her? I didn't do anything to her. I can't knock off her, 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 her Nidarim. Chalas. That's Rebbe Kiva. That's, the one, right? That's the one who says you can't do any of them. Okay? One, one, one guy he says, if there's one or two, we can never can do because there's no Zika. Good. Now, Yeshua says, Lechad Yesh Zika, Zika. He holds, if you have one, then you can do it because there's Zika, there's chains. And when there's two, there's no chains because since there's two, you don't know which one you're marrying, there's no chains. But Rebbe what about Rebbe who's who, who's, who says you can do both? Nihid Nami I understand he holds Yesh Zika. I understand why for one he can knock off. Elatrey, am I? Why can he knock it off? We're talking about a case where he did Maimar on one. And Betchamai is Betchamai. The Amar Mahamat Koran Kinyamur. And Betchamai says Maimar works fully. And therefore, since I did it on one, she's fully my wife. And I can knock off her things. And that's why I can knock it off. If you tell me that's because I did Nisuin. If you tell me that when I give a Ma'amar, I'm fully married. So now I understand why I can knock off them. But if you tell me it owns Erosin, how can you tell me that he can knock off the thing? If it's only Erosin, you shouldn't be able to knock off the vow. Why? Because because the normal case is when a girl's in Edusin the, the, and she makes a neder, it's knocked off by the father and the brother t- and the husband together when a 12-year-old girl. That means you need, you need two people to do it, right? Because she's only as Edusin, right? So, so over here also, how can you tell me if you claim that Ma'amar only does Edusin, he should not be able to do it alone. He should need the father. Why would it say that he can knock it off? He should need the father also if it's only Erusin. This should be a proof that it does Nisuin. Because if, if Maimar does Erusin, then why would we say that he could knock off the he could knock off the the vow? I thought he should need the father for Eru, if it's Erusin only. Proof that it's Nisuin. When we said he can knock it off, we didn't mean he can knock it off alone. It means he can knock it off with the father. Meaning, if him and the father knock it off, they can do it together. But it really, really, Ma'amar only does Edusin. So what, then how could, what, what would we say you could knock it off? Knock it off means together with the father. If you both agree that she has to eat meat, then you can both knock off the thing. But you can't do it yourself. Just the husband. So it's the proof that it does Edusin. Okay. Since we're almost done. According to Belezer, who says that Bet Shammai doesn't work, you're fully married. It only pushes off the, 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 the co-wife. What's he going to say about this? How are you allowed to knock off a loan? If it's not fully marrying you, how are you allowed to knock off a promise? If you're not fully married, how, and just pushing off the other tzara, so then how could you knock off a, a thing? Even with the father, you're not married at all. According to Belezer, who claims that Bet Shammai, oh, it doesn't mean you're fully married. It just means you're pushing off the sister. Then why? How does it work? 
אלא בא עניין חליצה. לאפיין את זה, מי יאמין I only said that, that it's not enough to get a get, but you need chalitza also. But to have, to get rid of the loans you can, get rid of the, of the vows you can. That's answer number one. Ibaitim, the second answer is a cool answer. Amal Abiyazan, Rav Nachman Yitzchak Minicha, even according to Rav Nachman Yitzchak, who says it fully works. How does it work? Yafru, Yafred. It should, it doesn't fit anyway because Yafru, it should say, they should, they knock it off. It says, he knocks it off. Okay. So this is, this, let me explain this quickly. Okay. He says the case over here that the husband can knock it off is an interesting case. Let's say the case, the case is talking about a case where the, the brother-in-law is ignoring the sister-in-law. The, 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 Husband died without kids. The brother-in-law was supposed to do chalitza or yibum. He's ignoring her. Okay? He's doing nothing. Doing nothing. She goes to Betin and says, what do I do? Uh, what do you want me to do now? He's not doing anything. Betin says, you got to come in. He says, I'm not coming. He says, okay. You're not coming? We're, we're making gezera on you to support this girl. Since she's in limbo because of you, you got to support her. Okay? And now she's being supported by him. She's, his, she's not his wife. No. She's, she, but, but he has to support her. Now, once he's supporting her, there's a rule. That when someone supports you, when, just like a, a married wife, the re, according to one opinion, the reason why a husband is able to knock off a married wife's vows is because since he supports her, when she makes a nidr, She's having in mind, as long, I'm making this nether as long as my husband agrees. As long as whoever's supporting me agrees. Since the husband's usually supporting her, therefore the husband has the right to knock her alone. Because the, the nether was made, as every wife is subservient to the person who supports her. And therefore she's saying, whenever she promises something, I'm promising as long as my husband agrees. And if the husband agrees, she's, she, she'll back off. Okay? And now this girl, since she's being supported by her brother-in-law, so when she made the vow, she made it in mind that her brother should agree. And therefore, that's why he cannot get off. But not that he's fully married. Mm-hmm. Good. Amen.